Hello there, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and our guest today is Art Mitchell, a certified professional coach who provides counseling and workshops on something called conscious aging. He's also the author of a newly published book, Grateful Not Dead. You could describe the book as a kind of retirement self-help guide, but actually it's more of an invitation to an odyssey of self-discovery with chapter titles lifted from Grateful Dead songs. And as you may have guessed, Art is a baby boomer. We'll be talking about this, but first a little bit about Art. He was born in D.C., District of Columbia, raised in Alexandria. He went on to earn a degree in zoology from the University of California at Berkeley and a master's and Ph.D. in anthropology and environmental studies from Yale. Before pursuing professional coaching, Art worked for over 40 years as an international environmental consultant. The Fairfax Station resident has written and co-authored several books, including Colonel Roosevelt and the White House Gang, and he's currently working on his second novel. So, Art, definitely a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here, and thank you for that introduction. That was uh, above I, and beyond. Well, I, I wish I could take credit for writing it. I just read it, but it. it yeah, uh, well, I also wish I could take credit for writing it. But and thank you so much. It uh, it's it's intimidating whenever I read uh, uh, introductions like that. The the vast background that you have, the I knowledge that you have. I try not to be intimidating. I'm actually really not intimidating at all. Thank Super you. nice guy, down to earth, right? There you go. Yeah, um, but that. Education and the stuff I talked about has been an interesting career, if you will. Forty years of consulting and, and, and all this, the, the experiences that you've had as, as well as abroad, not only here but abroad. I mean, talk a little bit about that. Thank you. Yeah, they have been very rich. Um, I've worked in 17 countries wow. um, o- over that period of time. And the focus, as you said before, was uh, on environmental work, specifically biodiversity conservation and um, in the past probably 10, 15 years, um, climate change or climate disruption adaptation. Um, It was very challenging, very rewarding. Uh, I enjoyed the work. Um, I got to the point, quite honestly, where I felt um, a bit jaded and mm. disappointed and disillusioned with the work that I'd done as mm-hmm. though it hadn't made any difference. And it's mm-hmm. beside the point whether that has any basis in reality or not. I think some projects did work. But um, because of basically in a lot of these countries, uh, lack of political will ultimately and, and corruption, mm-hmm. um, many of these activities didn't proceed. And we do have a climate crisis right now. It not Everybody focuses on climate, but it's I like to call it an environmental crisis because mm-hmm. the, the result of environmental mismanagement uh, in, in, in our country and many, many uh, uh, countries is um, – um, is beginning to come to a head. Right. So uh, that said, um, not wanting to travel anymore, um, being 67, I still feel very active mentally and physically, but I wanted something that would keep me at home and something that would be of service to other people, uh, particularly in my so-called cohort. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I settled on uh, transformation coaching. So I did uh, 10 months of training um, through the uh, Open Center in New York City um, and am uh, certified as a um, uh, professional coach. And my focus is on um, 
I don't particularly like the word retirement, and we could talk about that later if yeah, you want, yeah, but it, it is an accepted uh, a word. It's, right. a, it's a recent word in our vocabulary. Um, and um, and uh, I, I'm not completely throwing out what I did before. Mm-hmm. I did have a moment of, uh, you know, some times of disillusionment and wondering why had I done all that and right. now I'm changing gears. But in right. actual fact, pretty much everything I did um, uh, can, be, can yeah. be incorporated into, into this. Yeah. You brought up that interesting point. You know, I, I think, I, I don't think it's unusual that a lot of people at some point in their career go, wow, I've been working for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, have I made a difference? You know, it, does my work really mean anything? I think I think that's more common than not. How do you personally or how do we collectively kind of get over that feeling or? Well, we need to reassess our, our values really and, and think about um, our purpose and 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 how we want to spend the remainder of our, our life. I'm 67. I'll probably live, according to family history, at least another 20 years, maybe another 30. Wow. Good um, history. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot they live into their 80s, um, although the life the lifespan um, has increased tremendously over the years since mm-hmm. the 1950s. Uh, average lifespan a few years ago, I think, was 79. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's less for men, more for women. Um, but... To, to get back to, to, to why I switched is I do live in Fairfax Station. I wanted to stay home, and I figured the Washington, D.C. area, which is where I grew up, is full of government and environmental NGOs. And with my Ph.D. and my 40 years of experience, and I'm just such a wonderful guy, and I speak <laughs> a bunch of languages and stuff, oh, wow. you know, cool. people, yeah. yeah you're an well, asset. Well, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no, because all human resource departments that I approached um, had the same line or a variation of it. It's uh, thank you very much for your your interest. We wish you all the best. Uh, you're overqualified, and we can't meet your salary expectations. Hmm. Can't meet my salary expectations? Well, you don't know what those are. I need <laughs> I need work. Thank you. Right. And overqualified. Uh, in my case, that's just a code word for ageism. Hmm. And so that was very disillusioning, and mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I, I, I took it upon myself to reinvent myself mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. way with the coaching, and I'm very happy I did because the being a consultant is it has a lot to do with uh, convincing clients um, to believe in me, mm-hmm. and the coaching is a, a different, uh, happier situation where I focus on getting clients to believe in themselves. Mm. And you call that transformation coaching? Yeah, it's transformation coaching. Okay. Um, it sounds sort of grandiose, but basically um, we're talking about a lasting transformation in a person's life. Uh, when somebody does get to an impasse or they do have a blockage um, um, at a particular point in life, it, I, I explain my situation. My situation is a little unusual because I didn't really retire from anything. I was an independent consultant for so long. Mm. But when people um, do change from uh, 
the work that they've done for 30, 40 years, their identity is so tied up into that. Mm -hmm. And the idea of retirement sounds great. Um, yeah. And we've been told that retirement involves beaches and a coconut palm <laughs> and golf and all of this sort of thing. And that might be nice for a while, but I think a lot of people get bored, or maybe not, and good for them if they don't. But a lot of people aren't really in a position to do that sort of thing for mm -hmm. a whole sort of a lot of reasons, whether it's what happened in 2008 with people losing a lot of right. money or just, um, you know, a, a life happens. So, um, for example, if money is an issue, I help with somebody to um, figure out how to overcome that. If, if I, I, I wake up in the morning and I have no reason to get up, uh, a very depressing thing, and I've certainly been there. Uh, we mm. talk about um, uh, not finding purpose, because mm. I, don't, I don't think that, that people find it. I think they already have it. It's, it's mm. a matter of reconnecting with purpose. Uh, I write, and a lot of people I know um, are very interested in, in, in writing a book. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, many people, good heavens, so many people, but it's always, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it. So what the coaching does is it, it's, it's not advice like a consultant does. Okay. It's, it's bringing out of the client um, their own talents and their own skills, and they formulate uh, their plan. And I keep the process okay. going. Kind of uh, listen to them, hear what they're saying, and, it, and so much, so much of it is deep listening, mm -hmm. and that's what I learned when I started my coaching program. Because I entered coaching program not really fully understanding what it was, because mm -hmm. I'd always been a consultant, and I figured, well, okay, I'm going to give advice, and then right. sometimes <laughs> I would think, well, how can I give advice? You know, I've got my own problems, <laughs> right. but it's not, it's not so much, uh, so much that. So, um, so the, and so the transformation um, implies um, a sustained long-term change, mm -hmm. whether it's I'm going to get that book done or I'm going to find a new job or I'm going to, I don't know, you know, do whatever, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's not for me to tell somebody what right. it is that they should or shouldn't do. And then a program is put together over um, several weeks or months on how to get to that particular result. You gotcha. start off with, well, what specifically, let's narrow down, what specifically is it that you want to do and mm -hmm. how can I help you? And then after that f first initial, what I call a discovery um, uh, call, um, then we develop a plan. And I, I hold that person accountable. Mm -hmm. um, they say, well, this week I'm going to do this. Right. Just a, you know, a small step or, right. or whatever. And then we review, how did that happen? Eh, well, I didn't get to it. Well, okay, why is that? Right. <laughs> so blockage is a, is, a, is a big problem, certainly with me, and I'm not unique. Um, um, I have things that I want to do, but sometimes I have a blockage that keeps yeah. me from doing well, it. No, so that, that's the purpose that, of the That coaching. accountability part is, is huge. Because it is I, huge. I think everybody's that way. I, there are a lot of things I want to do and you know, have them on my list, but doing I don't hold myself accountable to do them. Doing it on yourself is hard, yeah. and uh, I got, like, all these things that I like to do, <laughs> right. I mean, a whole bunch, and sometimes if I do that, that means I'm not doing that, and if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing that, and then I don't do anything. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what that's all about. You mentioned a lot of people want to write a book, and, you know, that's, that's what I've heard, too. Everybody says, yeah, I'd love to write a book, and it goes to that accountability part, but my question is, 
you've written or co-authored multiple books. We're going to be talking about the new one, Grateful Not Dead, in just a moment. But how did you write a book, write several books? How did you hold yourself accountable to actually get this thing written? Uh, there was a period in my life when I, I had a lot of clarity and, and um, a lot of creativity and a lot of ideas. And I call it my enlightenment by the kitchen sink and, mm -hmm. uh, or, or an amazing grace or whatever. And mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds really, really silly. I was actually washing a dish in Bangladesh in Dhaka, mm -hmm. and it hit me that um, I was actually happy. Hmm. And it had been building up, and then something bubbled up in my head about uh, Abraham Maslow and the hierarchy of needs. And I was thinking, well, I'm not right, really certain what that is. That's something from Psych 101 when I was in college, and I'm not quite certain. I know that. Uh, so I went and looked him up, and uh, it's all about self-actualization or, or self-actualizing. Mm -hmm. And I read up about it, and I found out that that. I met all the criteria hmm. of somebody, which is basically um, actualizing your potential. Mm -hmm. So I had about a year when when um, I was very, very uh, productive and very happy. It wasn't manic. It wasn't manic depressive or anything like that. And it didn't involve any, uh, you know, mind-altering substances. I mean, a beer was the strongest <laughs> thing that I was taking right. at that time. Um, it was just accumulation. And this happens a lot to people when they get into the 60s uh, or so, which is encouraging to people who are having problems in their 50s and 40s. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> they, they, you get to a point where you, you, meaning right. to your life is more important uh, okay. than, um, than, than the striving and, 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 and all of that. So those are pretty easy. But then uh, as I write in the book, um, I, I guess I wasn't honoring this gift or whatever that mm. I had, and I slipped back into my old old habits. And um, in for a long time, I would wake up in the morning and think, "Is it still there? Is it, do I still?" Yeah, and it was, and it was just I, I just can't describe how wonderful it was. And again, I you know I'm not on, wasn't on anything, and um, just high on but, life. But but, but 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 then it um, but then it stopped, and. Um, we could get I mean, think about reasons for that, but it just has to do with when you you don't honor a transformation, when you don't have a particular spiritual practice, mm. which is a whole other area, to reinforce it, you mm. can lose it. So writing those books were 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 okay. Grateful Not Dead was a whole different different uh, situation. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about Grateful Not Not Dead because I want to make sure we have enough time to to get to that. The main the main part of what we're here for. My understanding right now, Grateful Not Dead is available for free as a uh, as, uh, Kindle, as a, as a PDF uh, it's, download. It's free. As, it's, it's on Amazon as Kindle. Okay. Um, but um, please don't. Uh, anybody can contact me and get a PDF because it's been picked up by a traditional publisher oh, okay. for printing. Um, it, the, the paperback will not be out in, until towards the end of the year, but between now and then, I want to get it to as many people as possible okay. to give me some feedback because I can do some editing uh, oh, to okay. it between okay. now, Interesting. now and okay. then. How and, can and, folks, how can folks contact you? Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, I guess the easiest way, the least complicated email is just artmitchell 
A-R-T-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, at hotmail.com, the old hotmail. But please, because I get so many emails in that, um, put in the subject line, grateful, not dead. Okay. And I will, you know, no obligation, I I, uh, will send a copy of the book as a PDF. If somebody wants Kindle, they can purchase it. Um, but I don't have it available in, 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 in print right now. I will also, uh, anybody who gets the book, I will also offer a free um, 30 to 40-minute uh, call. Oh, wow. Um, I call it an assessment call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't have to read the book before that uh, to find out um, where they are and what they want to do and what I could Okay. possibly do for them. Okay. And um, that could go nowhere right. or it could proceed to a beautiful relationship. Sure. Well, let's talk about Grateful Not Dead. What What is that? What's the, what's the purpose of the book? The purpose of the book is, is really um, conscious aging. And it's it's uh, let me explain a little bit about yeah, I was that. Say, what does that. What does that mean? <laughs> well, becoming conscious means uh, becoming aware of uh, a lot of the emotional baggage and various encumbrances that we um, have carried with us mm. as we move beyond what I call the war of of adulthood, mm. the uh, the Iliad, <laughs> uh, and moving into the Odyssey of of, um, of becoming older. Um, this can include um, wounds that haven't been healed, um, unprocessed grief, various grudges hmm. that, that we've developed, mm-hmm. and other sort of heart-closing attitudes that require forgiveness, forgiveness of ourselves and forgiveness of others. And the stories we tell ourselves about uh, unworthiness or victimhood hmm. uh, that we've constructed over the decades um, that seem to define ourselves and uh, it is a time of letting go of that, or at least becoming aware of it. Right. Um, it's also becoming aware of ageism. Uh, ageism is um, something that we confront. I mentioned that earlier when I tried right. tried to get to get work. But we've spent our lifetimes thinking about what older people are, and then boom, you know, here <laughs> here we are. We are and one. so we have these these uh, preconceived ideas, and they're not nice. Most of them are mm. not. It's it's uh, 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 if people are, are are still very active and engaged, that's fine. But for some people, it can be seen as just sort of a slow diminishment mm. and disengagement. And um, um, I call it the Batan death march to nothingness. I mean, mm. which is really depressing. Yeah, but yeah. but people can get to the point where they feel, uh, well, why should I do this? Why should I try this? I'm 67. Why should I go back and learn French again? Because, well, because I'm I could speak French for the next 20, 30 years. Right. You know, so so that that those are limiting beliefs. Ageism. I want to give a little definition of yeah. that. Ageism works both ways. It's for younger people and older people. I totally get that. You mm-hmm. know, a twenty-year-old can confront ageism, but specifically with 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 older people, it's um, it's defined as stereotyping uh, and and discriminating against individuals or groups on the basis of their age. Um, this can be very casual or it can be systematic. The term was actually coined not too long ago, uh, 1969, by um, a fellow named Butler. 
uh, to describe discrimination specifically against um, what he called seniors and uh, patterned on sexism and racism. Mm. It's, it's one, more, uh, one more ism. <laughs> um, he defined ageism as a combination of three elements. Uh, these include uh, prejudicial attitudes towards older people, old age, and the aging process. Mm. Uh, also, discriminatory practices against older people, hiring, whatever. Right. And uh, another one, a third one, would be institutional practices and policies that perpetuate stereotypes uh, about older mm. older people. Now, that could be seen as, oh, well, that's what society is telling us. But we have to understand, part of the conscious aging is understanding that we have internalized that. Right, and yeah. um, and that uh, uh, brings us brings us down. So conscious aging is so the book is is basically about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have ten steps. They're not necessarily sequential steps. I was going to say I wanted to get to that because we've only got a couple minutes left. But okay. and I think you call them rewirement steps, not not retirement. Yeah, the it's book the book is actually called Grateful Not Dead in honor of the our, you know <laughs> Grateful Dead. But it's the book is not about the Grateful Dead. Right. Um, so, subtitle I think the, or the, you know the subtitle yeah. is Rewire Not, not Retire. Retire. Yeah. Uh, and re- and refire your purpose. Okay, and those are the two the two things. Um, uh, re- rewirement um, has to do with changing attitudes or facing attitudes that you have and seeing how they are not serving you, mm-hmm. and uh, find out what does serve you. And if you have a, a, a particular project, you have something you want to do, you want to write your memoir, you have a novel you've always wanted to write. I mean, when's it going to happen? And, and I, 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 I bring up the writing because I, I have a lot of experience with that. But, it, but, but you know, well, start, I think a lot, a lot of start, people want to, yeah. I think that, yeah, obviously, everybody wants to leave a legacy. Yeah. And it's not really a financial legacy. It's what can I leave uh, uh, to other people. My particular interest, and I'd like to get this in, Kind of quick. My particular interest is um, uh, environmental uh, uh, protection and how we, as uh, so called uh, baby boomers who were involved in the women's movement and civil rights and environmental protection and, and all these other things in the, uh, in the 60s and 70s, can perhaps return to that. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's had a big influence on me is Joanna Macy. She wrote a very good book I recommend to everybody called Active Hope, hmm. which basically has to deal with the, uh, facing the mess that we're in right now environmentally. Mm-hmm. Um, she speaks about uh, uncertainty uh, and a world where there are no uh, real guarantees. And she's talking about the specifically about the environmental crisis and that she maintains that we are moving into a new it's going to be very, very difficult, but ultimately we're going to be moving into something what she calls the great turning, mm. which is um, uh, when we're the earth can sort of reset itself um, after we get through this uh, this crisis that we're in right now. Right. And I know this crisis intimately. Um, it's, this is this is a real thing for me. It's not just something I read about. Mm. And I just want to read this quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, she says. Uh, and, and, and she is Joanna Macy on uncertainty. There's a very short uh, YouTube click that I, I recommend everybody see 
Uh, I know that we're not sure how the story will end. I want so much to feel sure. I want to be able to tell people, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And you know what? I realize that would not be doing anyone a favor. First of all, we can't know. But secondly, if somehow we could be given a pill to be convinced, don't worry, it's all going to turn out okay. Would that elicit from us our greatest creativity and courage? No. It's that knife edge of uncertainty where we come alive to our truest power. So we do ourselves the favor. We honor ourselves to live with sufficient realism and dignity to know we're right with that knife edge of uncertainty. And we don't know how it's going to come out. There are no guarantees. Then we realize, but wait, there are no guarantees anyway of anything. There never has been guarantee for human life. And it's in that uncertainty. That is the nature of life. All the wise ones tell us that. That's where we come alive. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, and that, when I saw her and heard her say that, Quite honestly, my disillusionment and sitting on the couch and being angry at what I was seeing on the TV, mm -hmm. it, something clicked. Mm -hmm. I don't need a guarantee of a positive outcome to take action. Right. So it was quite something for wow. me. Many more questions, but I think that's a powerful statement and a powerful kind of way to end up. Uh, I, I will uh, uh, tell folks again how to get a free PDF of the book, but in last 30 seconds or so, is there something – I should have asked you that I didn't or that you wanted me to ask you <laughs> as we kind of wrap up and give you the final word? Um, not really, except to say that um, I, I um, am a, a, a conscious aging workshop facilitator through the Institute of Noetic Sciences, which was set up by the astronaut Edgar Mitchell. And um, I organize workshops typically over an eight-week period, but they can be condensed down to, 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 to uh, fewer days depending upon um, the, the audience and mm -hmm. what's required. But, but there are eight, eight, eight areas that are covered rather intensively. One has to do with an introduction to conscious aging, what it's all about. Second one is focusing on our self-compassion. The third one has to do with forgiveness of ourselves and other people. The fourth one is a life review, going back in increments. Five, I use five-year increments to see who was most influential on your life and what did you actually do, and is there a pattern there? Uh, uh, transformative practices. Um, another one is, uh, uh, the title is called Death Makes Life Possible, <laughs> which is sort of an acceptance of death, which wow. we don't think about when we're younger. It's True. To totally un uninteresting and remote. Um, and then uh, surrendering or letting go, and then the final session has to do with creating a new vision of aging for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Art Mitchell, uh, new book, Grateful, Not Dead. Uh, I guess the subtitle, Refire, uh, Rewire, Not Retire, and Refire Your Purpose. Uh, he's going to give you a free PDF download if you'll, uh, a free PDF if you'll uh, shoot him an email, 
artmitchell at hotmail.com. That's A-R-T-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, artmitchell at hotmail.com. Be sure to put the subject line, Grateful or Grateful Not Dead. And again, Art will uh, email you a free PDF. Uh, love to get some feedback on it as well. Uh, he still uh, can make some edits or changes, and the book will be uh, published uh, in September. But if you would like to support him and make a purchase on Kindle, it is available now on Kindle. So, Art, thanks for being with us. Uh, Fairfax Station resident who's been traveling the world and back in Fairfax Station now, and uh, glad to have you here. As always, you can find more county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities, Opportunities and information by calling 703-324-7948, or you can find it online at fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. When you're on that page, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper, as well as link from there to the Fairfax 50 Plus Facebook page. Thanks again for listening to the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.